Mike, you can take the blindfold off Adam. <sighs> Guys, why does it smell like Cheetos and Surge? Where are you taking me? The ritual to induct Adam into film logic as a co-host will now begin. Please hand me the royal chalice of Brad Pitt's blood. We are fresh out, Mike. I use the last of it for reasons I do not want to discuss on air. We are going to have to skip to section uh, uh, 2B of the ceremony. This is why we can't have nice things, Eston. You know how long it took me to get Brad's blood? Skipping to phase two. Guys, seriously, all, all I ever said was, I'm available on Mondays to be on the podcast. You don't have to chloroform me. Adam, you will now eat a fragment of the Elden Ring possessed by the demon of film criticism. Guys, I just had blueberry pancakes. I'm not hungry. Take note, the unification process will begin. What are you boys doing in here? Mom, don't turn on the light. You can't interrupt my sacred meetings. Oh, hi, Miss Mordenga. Hey, thanks for doing me the favor of picking up more peanut butter today. Anything for you, Eston. I made you guys some brownies gluten-free, because I know my Mikey can't process wheat. You guys look like you are having fun with your podcast, Film Lasers. It's Film Logic. Film Logic, Mom, is not just a podcast, but a way of life. You ruined the sacred induction. Jeez, Mike, you got a lot of Hello Kitty and Sailor Moon posters on your wall. And is that a card capture Sakura bedsheet? Mom, you ruined everything. You made this lame. Your fellow you're always ha- pl- having playdates with. I think his name is Tim Prime. Oh, he is camped out on the street waiting to get tickets for Mandalorian Season 3. We told him it was streaming on Disney Plus so he does not need to camp out. However, he keeps going on and on and on and on. That he does, if he does this, he will get an exclusive Star Wars Lego set. Okay, guys, I- I'm getting a little weirded out by this whole podcast. I think I'm gonna jet. Mike, uh, lose my phone number. Mom, switch. Thing for you, my son. Okay, why are the windows and doors shutting? Uh, I'm so sleepy. What are what are in those brownies? Huzzah! Adam is now co-host number four. Adam will now carry out his duties to watch a rom-com alone with unabashed delight, sing a musical in the shower, not trip while running alone in the woods, and above all else, if it ever, 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 ever says, I come in peace, you always will have to say back, and you leave in pieces. I'll be finishing your laundry if you need me. Try not to get Adam's blood on the new carpet. Yes, ma'am. Good morning! And scene. Jeez. All right. 
Welcome to Film Logic, a podcast about the movies of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, with every fandom in between. We are part of the Retrologic Network, which includes Retrologic, On Topic Retro, and Retro Groove. But you shouldn't just be listening to us. We are a whole Discord community. Look us up. And I am Mike, and I am with Aston. Hey, Aston, what have you swallowed lately to gain magic powers? Kirby himself. Whoa. Man, that's like the ace card in war. Fair. <laughs> I prove it could be done. Yeah. Adam, we have Adam here. Adam, oh. please tell us which curse you are under currently. Um, that would be capitalism, Mike. I just got off a nice work day. <laughs> Excellent. And we have our special guest, Madison. Madison, don't call me Elizabeth. Wait, <laughs> that's her full name. <laughs> When was the last time Christian Bale tricked you into cleaning his house? Well, I'm never cleaning anyone's house, so... Yeah. Amen. So he failed. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Even just as Batman. Sad. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is our last episode of Janime, and... I have good news. Speaking of Janime, we have an Instagram, Film Logic Podcast. Also, will be in the links in our description. And right now, for reasons unknown to humanity, everyone who <laughs> collects Pokemon cards loves this Instagram. It has nothing to do with Pokemon. I have written nothing about Pokemon at all. But Pokemon card collectors keep finding me and friending me. I guess we should have chosen to do the Hoopa movie after all. I, know. I guess so, yeah. And I mean, have they mentioned all these car collectors? Are they actually making deals, like in collecting, you know, trading cars? Like, are we getting a cut because we provided the actual, you know, the environment for which they can actually do their trade? Uh, you know, I asked myself that. Half of them put videos of them opening up like uh, booster packs and showing that they got an amazing deal. Mm hmm. So, we should be like some kind of Ferengi outfit here. This is profitable. We should do something here. I know. Absolutely. And, well, speaking of Pokemon card collectors, we're going to be looking at Howl's Moving Castle. And I have Ooh. a little icebreaker to get us started. Usually I ask you what you've been watching over the past week. But you know what? I don't want to know what you've been watching. Whoa. Yeah, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Sorry, Madison, you picked the wrong episode to share what you've been watching. Yes. Well, it's it's always either anime or The Office, so pretty mm-hmm. easy. Yes. So my question is, name your favorite anime or Office sitcom. No. Um, <laughs> name, no name your favorite episode of The Office. Name an episode <laughs> of The Office where Michael Scott reminds you of anime. <laughs> this got real complicated. Real <laughs> not, specific. Uh, I did name not an episode of this. The Office. No, name an episode of The Office where anime is mentioned and Michael Scott does not go on how much he likes wearing his blue jean pants to work. Yes. Yeah. From season five. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, our, our icebreaker is mm. name three live-action shows slash movies that would make great animes, and why? Oh. 
do I need to go first to break the ice or someone feeling? Um, uh, no, feeling I can possible. break the tundra. I can do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, three that I think would work out good um, for animes. I think the first one, I think would just be a, a shoe in would be the Amazon. Um, although it would probably not become an anime because it's actually been quite a hit just being live action. Uh, the peripheral. Because I think it just deals with like your future events and it translates back from future to present, future to present. And anime likes to play that timeline a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's got got your tech. It's got, uh, you know, bio implants. Um, it's got, you know, future things that are happening. And it's got uh, it's got your gunfire. It's got your battles. So I think it would just be like it has all the flavors of a... Uh, one of those kind of animes that always has what I just went through, <laughs> not to repeat myself. And so I think the peripheral would make a good, good anime. Um, another one, maybe I wrote this down because maybe I was like kind of thinking about Cowboy Bebop, but I think Firefly would make a good anime because I think it's just got that Western flair and it's got space exploration and you're on a ship and they doing heist. And um, I mean, who didn't love Firefly? I mean, if you're out there and you didn't like Firefly, I'm on mm. social media. Come find me. Tell me you didn't like Firefly, and I'll say, okay, I found someone that didn't like Firefly. Finally. And, uh, and then another one, um, I think they tried to make it live action with the movies, um, and I've been like, eh. Um, I'm a fan of video games, but I think Assassin's Creed, because I think anime would free it up from what you can't do in live action, and I think with Assassin's Creed, you can actually finally explore like the order and you can easily jump back and forth in different timelines, and you can actually showcase more um, than like uh, plugging in to like uh, into the Nexus per se to actually go into these timelines and take control of like Desmond's body and stuff like that. And you can do that better, I think, in an anime. It's more plausible and more easily for the audience just to accept it um, with how it can occur. Whereas with live action, I think it'd be hard to pull it off. You could do it in CGI, but the way they did it in movies. It just didn't really, uh, I don't know, it just didn't translate well to how it kind of happens in the games. I wasn't a taste. I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't think it was in the right taste. So, um, But I think in anime, you could uh, take a lot more liberties and it just become a set because it's much more in the anime universe. So it's, it, uh, you could really kind of just put pen to paper and just make it happen. Excellent. Isn't the peripheral just the, what, uh, the hack slash... What is that one? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of bullet slash hack. Colin, Colin, Adam, help me out here. Uh, I'm not. That was a little too generic. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, okay. You say, like man, you say bullet hack slash, I don't mean to start thinking ghost in the shell. <laughs> dot hack? Yeah, dot hack. Yeah, that one. Oh. <laughs> backslash, backslash, dot com. Um, isn't that HTTPS? Isn't, yeah. isn't isn't there a whole anime genre of people getting sucked into video games? Like, oh, just, like, are you playing yes, Sword Art Online? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Madison and I've actually talked about Sword Art Online on Discord. Yeah, we mm-hmm. responded on that one. Yeah, oh, I love that one. Yeah, and there's been a spinoff with the girl. What was it, Madison? What was it? The spinoff one where had the girl with the sniper rifle. Um, about Asuna. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, yeah. That was I haven't, I haven't seen it, but it was like a movie, right? From her perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. When did it come out? 
Oh, that one I have to like Google that one. I, I don't remember because I, I watched Sword Art Online straight out, and then I went right into that uh, to her time thing and her perspective. And okay, uh, yeah, yeah, and it, it was just it was just all one big kind of like you know Thanksgiving meal. I just I just <laughs> engorged myself on it, and so I yeah, just I can't remember the timelines on it as far as like this one came out there and that one came out here. But, yeah, uh, is is that Gun Gale? I think it's Gun Gale. No, that was the second season. Okay, but, the, but there was like a whole like new movie like that was basically just season one from her mm. perspective, if I understand. That's mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have you guys heard of um, Bofuri? Yes. Sound uh, familiar? <laughs> the whole. Uh, I love the whole name Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. Is literally the name of the show. Uh yes anyway that's another uh video game one about being in a virtual reality yeah it's mm-hmm. it's also how i imagine mike likes to play rpgs or he's just like he feels so bad for all the little dudes that he has to like he just focuses on defense instead of <laughs> taking out all the cute little rabbits in the game mm-hmm I, I want to agree with that joke, but there's a reason they call me the glass cannonball. Oh, no. <laughs> you like going bowling? Oh, you play a mage. Oh, yes. play a mage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, those are those are three good ones. Do we, yeah. uh, do we have any Especially other? Especially Assassin hmm. Classroom being the prequel to Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> right? I hope, I hope people got that joke. That was... <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if, if anybody out there plays Warcraft, and they they actually got my joke calling you a glass cannon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're making into window jokes tonight. We'll keep them oh, going. No. Yeah, insider jokes, insider information here. Be here for all the outsiders. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah we, we won't leave you on the outside madison we're in an all-inclusive uh madison uh, show yeah we just we as you already learned we now we fly off the seat of our pants and we go down all kinds of rabbit holes nothing is left unturned and no tangent is not followed mm-hmm. <laughs> we are totally the x-files of podcasts we'll follow in any lead and any sound <laughs> i love that we we Perfect. are the original language and madison you are the subtitles there you go. <laughs> what? We're all Fox Molders here, and you're the Dana Scully. You're the ones that keep us grounded. <laughs> I'll, I'll redirect us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody has to. Well, on the Gamer Girl podcast, I'm always the one making the tangents, and then and then Elizabeth's mm-hmm. like, back to the conversation. I'm yeah, like, no. Yeah. I'm- <laughs> I've noticed that when listening to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now the tables have turned. Speaking <laughs> of which, Adam, I think you were about to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't want to j- jump in there, but oh, um, I do have a list of I have a list of three. If you guys are willing oh, to hear me absolutely. out, absolutely. Oh, heck yeah, buddy. Yeah. Um. So for my first recommendation, kind of going off. The Christian, uh, the Christian Bale theme with *House of Castle*. Um, one of my personal favorites of his, and I know it's maybe not the most critically well received, but that's what we do around here. Uh, have you guys seen a film called *Equilibrium*? 
No. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. it's a it's a very very bad like early two thousands kind of like right after the sci-fi, Matrix. Exactly, sci fi dystopia. Oh yes, yeah. Bale that that job right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And um, essentially, long story short, the movie is about this futuristic society where they take these medications so nobody gets like too happy or too angry or too sad. Yeah. And Christian Bale is like part of this enforcer group that uh, that like make sure people take their drugs and live a happy life. Um, and he slowly starts to rebel, and then he, you know, gets off the medication, and they start like a, a whole revolution and that sort of thing. And you know, I think that just uh, that just screams an anime to me. Um, it's it's got running, it's got gunning, and it's got fighting, and uh, the the whole premise just I don't know, just kind of speaks to to uh, yeah, to anime to me. Um, uh, the other one I have, and I mean it's a it's a crime that this hasn't happened yet. Um, but I feel like John Wick has to be an anime. Um, yes. I feel oh, like good, yeah, good idea. I feel like we sick. There's uh something that's come out pretty recently called Ninety One Days. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I think it's on HBO. I want to say or Netflix. Um, but it's very similar. Um, except in law in ninety one days, it kind of takes place in this lawless kind of prohibition era city, and it's very similar where there's like uh, an extensive underworld and you kind of explore it through the eyes of the the protagonists and um yeah it's very you know again running gun um which i think would be perfect and you know john wick is just an anime character right like he's yes like he's (laughs) riding a horse through new york city being chased by dudes on motorcycles like (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that's just yeah that you know screams anime to me and um, even visually, it reminds me um, uh, of an anime uh, that came out a couple of a couple of years ago um, called Jurajura. Uh, uh, it's got kind of like similar vibes of like this criminal sort of underworld, kind of like in our reality. But like, is it is it real? Is it fake? Could it be made up? So that sort of stuff. Um, and then, uh, I don't know if you'll accept my next one because it kind of does already exist. Um, (laughs) um, but as I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen Star Wars Visions already, um, I, I just think that they need to expand that and maybe just stick with just one studio. I know like Studio Trigger, um, put in some work on an episode and uh, there's just like a bunch and i i would just love to see uh, a dedicated season to just one star wars anime and i i know star wars vision exists and they're already on a second season but i would love to see a more fleshed out universe of a, a singular anime instead of just like different stories that kind of exist I- especially ronin the like the first one i love the animation in that a lot i sp- <laughs> Continue. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like I, I don't know if you guys know, but so my personal favorite one is the uh, the first one. I think it's called the duel, um, but it's like the 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 samurai looking one, um, oh. the black and white samurai one. And I don't know if this will blow your mind, but it's 
animated by the same group that does JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So it's quite a, a left turn from their original producing, their usual kind of funny stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's good stuff. So um, yeah, so I guess those are my three. And uh, I guess I do, I have an honorable mention in case that one isn't good enough because uh, it already exists. Um, but have you guys seen the TV show Chernobyl? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a real good series. A miniseries. That's really good. Yeah. So I, I, I love um, uh, anime, like, especially stuff that's, like, horror-inspired. I think a lot of stuff like um, Berserk or um, the, the manga Uzumaki. Um, and uh, actually, I was initially kind of excited because when we were talking about what we were going to watch, we were going to, uh, instead of Howl's Moving Castle, we were going to do, uh, was it uh, Sailing, or what was it called? Drifting Mike? Home. Drifting Home. Drifting Home. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought you were talking about the, uh, there's another anime that I, I really love from the 80s called The Drifting Classroom that's more kind of like cosmic horror uh, sort of stuff. It's got a similar name, um, but it's not obviously not the same thing. So I, yeah, I, I love how anime does the horror genre, and I mm-hmm. think Chernobyl would lend itself perfectly to that. I got like two caveats to add to what you were saying too. Mm-hmm. And what would you? Because you're on Christian Bale, and lesser known movie by him, but I still like this movie a lot. What do you think this would be as far as the anime? Reign of Fire. Oh my gosh. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if no one's ever seen it, if you want to see Matthew McConaughey swollen, go see Reign of Fire. But I think that would probably be a good anime. Yeah, mm. uh, my guy, I think I, we've had a conversation about Reign of Fire somewhere, somewhere along the lines, but um, it's, a, it's a shame that there are not more dragon... <laughs> themed movies out these days. I, this is a decent movie, but the uh, my other caveat to that was too, since you like Chernobyl, and I know I will like, I'll try and cut this tangent off real quick, but I will say like, uh, since you like Chernobyl, same people who worked on Chernobyl are kind of working on this series, but and it's like, it is kind of like horror type stuff, but they're doing really great things with The Last of Us. Oh my God, so good. Really good. Hmm. So, if anybody gets to see it, watch it. It's really good. Well, if it's ever on Tubi, maybe maybe I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. How did you watch House Moving Castle? Okay. Me? Oh, yeah. well, here's the fun story. Apparently, there's no HBO Max in Canada. So oh. um, HBO Max's stuff, not the really good stuff, but like the lesser stuff, uh, gets ported onto Netflix. So, or maybe there is an HBO Max in Canada, but it's, they're still a bit, you know, they're not, uh, they're much more loose about who can get what. So I was able to watch it while in Canada and stay away from HBO Max. I wonder how you did that. So, and it's all legit. Like, you don't have to worry about people coming to your window. Right. Netflix okay. still legit. All right. So I don't have to worry about you one week not showing up at the podcast and then be like, I wonder what happened to Mike. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh no, you always need to wonder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was such a good man. I miss that guy. <laughs> oh so man. Deep dive on the internet and find out what happened to him. Yeah, right. Well, Madison, do you want to go or do you want me to go or rock, paper, scissors? Uh, well, uh, I'm team paper, so I don't know what that has to do with I anything. Always, I always pick rock, so you won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, this first one, the second I thought of this, now I just want it so bad. Um, the Maze Runner. Oh, very good. Very good one. Good. Yes. Uh, and... So I really like the first Maze Runner movie, but the last two compared to the books, there's just it just doesn't work. And the prequel books need something, I think, because they are so good. Like the whole story overall, because uh, I just read the books last year. Um, and and here's the thing, uh, I I guess have you guys read the books? I've no. never read the books. Uh, I would like to read the prequel books and learn how it came to pass. They're not loosely based on Pac-Man, are they? <laughs> they are. <laughs> okay, you have to you have to read the main three books before the prequels because they change so much. Um, and something is Thomas and Teresa. A very core part of the story is that they communicate telepathically, and that's something. They just completely stripped out of the movies, oh, and I don't oh, understand. Wow. I don't understand why, because it's a it's a very huge part of it. Um, and so that's something I think that could be like communicated a whole lot better in an anime, something like that, mm. uh, with them. Um, and so I would like the whole entire story to be covered in an anime. Um, I think um, that because like the prequels are about the maze being constructed um, and Thomas like basically from when he was like five onward and um, and another thing is I think the like the action scenes with like the grievers and stuff could look super cool. I was thinking about that when you're talking like oh, they, they could really pull that off too with the creatures a lot better. So I yeah I think there there's a lot they could do with that, so absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I sorry I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but it it kind of gives me like Promised Neverland sort of vibes. I don't know if you guys have seen yes. that anime, but like yes. but a little bit more actiony and not as much horror esque, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Not as much children getting eaten and stuff. It's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, make it out of the maze. They don't get consumed. Well, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because that goes very well into my next Uh-oh. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give me an anime. Let me put on my uh, butcher shop apron. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of kids getting hurt, the Hunger Games. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, so, um, I, I don't know if I really want anything changed from the movies. Um, 
I just I just think everything is cooler when it's an anime. So uh I I think um the I I feel like they could make it even more intense. I think it they it could have a killer soundtrack. Um like not that the Hunger Games doesn't, but I don't know, just I would add one caveat. You couldn't kill off uh, Lenny Kravitz's character this time around. He has to live. And they have to make a live action version of the anime and call it Battle Royale. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because it's, it's like full circle, because it's like <laughs> Battle Royale, originally a Japanese movie, inspires American made book made into an anime in Japan. Full circle. It's it's like when you make a movie or no, yeah, a movie based off of a video game that was based off of a movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Street Fighter the movie the game? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that went over um, very well. It's so good. Um <laughs> yeah, I I would love to see that. I, I feel like Yeah, that me too. Um, I don't know. I I could just see it with uh, if it could get like the level of animation that um, Alita Battle Angel got. Like I I could really see that being something. Yeah, it could be really yeah. cool. But then, not... they're coming out with they're coming out with another Hunger Games movie now. Though, so I doubt yes. we anime. I'm uh so the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is the prequel book um uh-huh. from a few years ago, which it was. Uh, really good. So I'm really excited because I th- I think the movie for that is that com- that's coming out this year. I think. I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that already. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one, you guys might roll your eyes, but uh. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Bachelor oh, already season two. Oh. Already starting to roll them. <laughs> no. Harry Potter. No, no I, I, I know. I'm that. actually yeah, I'm actually I'm stoked for that. I mean, the game is coming out pretty soon. I can't wait for the game to street. So no, I'm I'm yeah, I, I subscribe to this magazine. Hogwarts Hogwarts hey. Legacy is gonna be yeah. I know that's not what this podcast is about, but yeah. <laughs> we are a conservative podcast. <laughs> We do not talk about things that have H and P in their name. <laughs> Look at that, you HP sauce. Um, <laughs> no, I I love that. Would you would you stick with like the original books, or do you want to go into Fantastic Beast territories? Um. So I'm actually not. I've only seen the first Fantastic Beast movie, actually. Mm. Um, and uh. I actually wasn't a big fan. Hey, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone would blame you. Um, but I so um I love the original Harry Potter and Ron and Hermione, but I think it would be really cool with um uh with Hogwarts Legacy coming. Maybe mm. we have like an older student's perspective or maybe even um Maybe even it's about like Dumbledore or Hagrid or one of those characters, a mm-hmm. whole standalone story. 
Yeah. I used to like Professor Snape when he was like younger because that was a, he was always my favorite character. I know he was kind of a darker character to them, but that was always my. I always loved seeing his character on screen and following his uh, storyline. And uh, and I, I loved in the end how they made him like, you know, you know, he, he per se turned good. And, uh, you know, even if it's like him being like, what is it, a, a Death Eater back in those times, but still just to kind of see more of him, you know, prior to the movies. And uh, I would like to see something like that. All of it. All yeah. of it. Like, let's have like 10 different theories, and then Universal can just make a whole new park. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually, though, as far as like the Fantastic Beast, I was actually, I, I like the first one. Um, the other ones, I didn't know the last one. Last one, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I did not appreciate the last one at all. I feel like it's kind of overstated. It's welcome. And it was just missing the mixture that it needed to have. Um, I don't know if it just ran out of ideas to a point, but the first one I felt like landed some good energy out. I, I actually enjoyed that one. Um, I just but, thought uh, it was kind of all over the place. Okay, yeah, and I mean for you know for it to be kind of a different concept, um, you know, and Newt I felt like played the character well, being quirky and stuff like that. But um, again, after the first one, the second one, and the third one, I didn't, I didn't feel like you know it, it struck in the same place. And I was just kind of like, eh, it wasn't like the first one. And so the, um, but I do not think that they hold up, that none of them hold up like to the, uh, of course, the original Harry Potter. And, um, but, uh, yeah. But yeah. And so, but I mean, what you're saying, like doing an anime, doing an anime, I mean, yeah, it was definitely, uh, you know, it would lean to like a lot of these things that we're theory crafting about. You can do character pieces for some episodes. I mean, you know, all kinds of things. And you think about the world in general, of that Harry Potter mm-hmm. world, and you can go all kinds of different places. You can do featurettes on some of the beasts. I mean, yeah, it could just be, you know, the creature of the week stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Speaking of magical choices. Oh. I'd like to close out this icebreaker with my three guesses, three choices. First, mm-hmm. Criminal Minds. <laughs> I a love show, that so much. A show about um, psychopaths that love to murder people. I mean, anime has their fair share of them, so it is familiar territory. Mm-hmm. But just having the BAU in, in an animation form, um, solving crimes similar to Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, um, and trying to track down a psychopath that's murdering someone because of either like mommy issues or whatever their monster of the week reason is. And then I just, I just changed my two because you guys were, were, were doing all these fun ones and I wanted to do a fun one and mine, mine sounded boring. Um, so there's this 1997 Jamie Lee Curtis movie called virus. Mm-hmm. Where an alien lightning hits this uh, warship, this Russian warship, and then the alien lives as like a virus inside the warship. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Sutherland have to. Have to I wondered decide. about that. I wondered if that, that what jogged your memory was her talking about Hunger Games and that Donald Sutherland <laughs> entered your mind, and you're like, oh, I'll, 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 maybe, maybe it, I'll it's all six, it's all six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And, yeah, because like, Donald didn't Donald Sutherland didn't he actually 
No, he, he puts the pistol in his mouth, but he doesn't do himself in, does he? In virus? Yeah, in virus. No, he uh, doesn't do himself in. No, he, I think he actually, becomes like a bad guy. Yeah, like, no, no, he, he goes to commit suicide, but he doesn't. He, the virus actually gets him. That's right. Yeah. 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 And also, William Baldwin would be in it. And, um, but I just think we haven't seen like scary horror aliens on a, a drifting Russian warship, you know, genre. So. No, I I I love that. That sounds that sounds incredible. Yeah, I mean, I've actually Tally Ho. I've actually I've seen that movie. <laughs> so that movie you're talking about, yeah. And I actually know like who all lives in that movie. Yeah, I remember it. I don't know why I saw it one time, and I actually remember it right to a T that movie. Yeah, <laughs> like right after Event Horizon came out, like there were other people. They're like, oh, I want to do creepy. Yeah, it was vessel. virus, and then yeah. it came to be that what that that Trent what's name was on that that cruise ship with that parasite worm thing that thing came out, and yeah, and they had to escape mm-hmm. on the jet jet ski and everything that came out around <laughs> the same time. <laughs> That's either Titanic or Resident Evil. I I couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so. finally, my last anime would be a slice of life called Shaun of the Dead. Where two blue-collar workers are just trying to live life with the walking dead all around them. Um, and, of course, it has to be set up in London. Mm-hmm. And some brewskis. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I really love that a lot. Um, Mike, I... The only thing that I would add, and this is... Uh, if you want to see uh, a... I know it's not going to be perfectly Criminal Minds, but there's an anime called Monster that would be right up your alley. It's it's that sort of like getting into the mindset of people who do serial killer s crimes and the people that try to catch them. It's like a it, it's it's a good one. I don't want to get too much into it because we don't do rabbit trails. But nope. Monster, it's it's one of the best animes, best mangas ever ever created. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Yes, we do monster trails. Yeah, that is cool. All right. Well, let's... Stop beating around the bush. Let's get to Ooh. the meat and potatoes of our episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, we all saw this movie called <laughs> Howl's it. Moving Castle. So good. A Studio Ghibli, uh, Miyazaki, that came out in uh, 2004, mm-hmm. got nominated for Animation Oscar, but lost to Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Curse you. Cheese, Wallace. Cheese. I forgot the cheese, Robert. Yeah, I love a good gonzola in the morning. Can't believe <laughs> that this piece of art lost to that. <laughs> many, many people can. Um, <laughs> no, I also... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love Wallace and Gromit, but no, not, not this time. Yes, this time they went too far. Too far. Yeah. There was a line and they crossed it. How oh, dare they not respect that line? So, 
to the to the person who has no idea who Howl's Moving Castle is about, who can explain the plot? Enter Adam. <laughs> why? Why me? All oh, of you yeah. saw it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it three or four times. But yeah, I'm that anime Adam. Whoa! <laughs> now I'm getting into things. I mean, maybe we could tag team it between me and Madison, but yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's a hard movie to explain. You, you should use all yeah, three. Definitely. See, I yeah. thought that was like when you put that in the show notes. I thought that was like a rhetorical question. Like mm. this movie is so all over the place. How can you even explain it? <laughs> that, that's really? what I'm hoping to achieve. <laughs> oh no, I think it's like you guys failing. <laughs> I think it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like, because at the heart of it, like, and I, I think. At the the problem with it is that it's adapted from a novel, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't hit all the same plot points as the novel. So, but I think that that's intentional because I think Miyazaki wanted to focus more on the relationship um, between Howell and I. I what was uh, I forgot her name? <laughs> Sophie. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he wanted to focus more on the relationship between. Um, Sophie and and Howell and um, like the the ideas of like family and stuff like that, as opposed mm-hmm. to um, the war and the missing prince and that sort of stuff. So I I think it was more intentional, and I can see why it's confusing because it kind of all that all that other stuff is kind of happens on the fringe, and then the main story is about their relationship. So it could be like, oh, mm-hmm. why are these two countries at war? Why is Howell a giant bird? Uh, why is there <laughs> just like this giant scarecrow that's chasing after them? You know, right. and this magic door, why does it go to so many different places? Are there other magicians? Who knows? Who is this? <laughs> why is this witch chasing them? Right. Um, and I, I think that's on purpose. Like, I think it's the whole idea is that all that stuff is... Um, yeah, on the outside as opposed to just mm-hmm. like what really matters to the story. But I don't know. What do you think, Madison? Yeah, I agree. I think the best way to watch this movie is to kind of just shut your brain off in a way and just mm. stop asking questions. <laughs> yeah, st- yeah. Shut up and watch. Just the movie. stop. Just, <laughs> just embrace it. Exactly. Because there's a lot to love when you just look around you. I mean, just like all the um mm. ghibli movies it's just gorgeous yeah mm-hmm. and um and the characters i mean they i i like them they are very interesting yeah uh, they're so unique yeah they are very interesting mm-hmm. yeah they all have their own different type of like kind of especially like the scarecrow guy Coming in like that, and Calcifer, the fire. I mean, they're all for the animation because you got one animation style going on here, and Calcifer is a different type of animation mm-hmm. style within the animation style of the movie mm-hmm. itself. And so, you know, because the first time I watched it, I actually I didn't know about any books, so I just took it at face value. I just went into it thinking this is just okay. Enter Act One, and I'm like, okay, we're just entering this scene. And this is just the characters I'm being introduced to. And I didn't know about any kind of background background story. Mm-hmm. So just the war happening, I thought, okay, this is just how it is. It's just being introduced that the place is at war. I just set to the yeah. face value. Mm-hmm. And um, so I didn't only later did I like go online and I start doing you know research and I realized, oh, 
okay, that's more good. And the reason why I wanted to know more about it is, um, you know, the, uh, the lady uh, that's kind of uh, brings the, uh, the witches in and the wizards in and, you know, kind of deems them, you know, okay, you're going to serve or strip you of your power. I wanted to understand, you know, how she got in her position. And mm-hmm. um, that's when I went, okay, oh, wow, there's more to the story than this. Like, you know, how did she get to where she is and stuff like that? Yeah. I, I left the movie when I watched it last night feeling so stupid. I'm like, does my retention rate, has it plummeted in the last yeah. week? Because yeah. I have so many unanswered questions. Right. I, I had to go on a podcast and a wiki article. And basically they said what you just said, Adam, is like Miyazaki does not, he is okay with you having like disconnected dots. Like he doesn't care that right. you don't know and he's not going to explain it to you and you just have to be okay with that. Right. Yeah. Cause I didn't get the first time I was like, why is like this, this lady that's been stripped of her power, this, this witch lady's been stripped of her power and it shows her true age. You know, why is she, you know, infatuated with how, why does there seem to be some kind of history here? I mean, you know, they mm-hmm. are so such a generational gap, you know, how would never like perceive her you know, in a in a kind of romantic light, because he would be like, you know, that's like your old be my mm-hmm. grandma, you know. And so then, after I started reading, I was like, oh, okay. At one time, she was using her power to maintain, you know, youth and beauty. So she right. was en- enchanting him. So, right, right, for sure. And I, I definitely think it's one of those films where, like, the more you see it or you come back and watch it, the more you pick up. Like, the first time I watched it, I had no idea about the Scarecrow right. being the prince of the uh, the yeah. One Nation until, like, the third time I saw it. Um, yeah, so it's just, like, little things. And, like, they talk about it at the beginning, too. They're like, oh, the prince is missing. The prince is missing. And you're like, oh, this is going to be important. And you're like, wait, it's not important. And then he's just <laughs> suddenly there at the end of the movie. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah, I... I think you just like Venice had said, like you just gotta mm-hmm. you gotta shut your brain off and like just don't worry about what doesn't matter and just worry about the relationships and and really like when you watch like a like one of these movies in this you know by by the studio, really there there's like a core like three or four things that they always talk about. It's like relationships, preserving nature, uh the consequences of war mm-hmm. and um uh, what is what did I say? <laughs> what war relationships? Uh, preserving nature, and um, oh yeah, the this the idea of um past the past and the present and the future, um, and how they all kind of tie together. Um, so like when you see at the end of the movie, um, they go to Howells like uh they go to that little bunker or whatever where he learns um how to do magic when he caught the uh where he caught calcifer mm-hmm. um the star so it's like the movie kind of ends where it began at the beginning when how got his powers and it kind of starts this new beginning for uh for the two of them together and their like little family group um yeah so it if you just focus on the characters and the relationships that's what matters everything else kind of falls into place you know, it's just yeah. super random. You're like, oh, why is he taking her to this random little bunker house in the middle of nowhere? This is right. weird. Like, it's, it's amazing. Well, first, let's backtrack uh, to anyone who hasn't seen this movie. Oh, yeah. 
you know, it's about Sophie who works at this hat store. Mm-hmm. Um, she meets this prince who, or he's not a prince, but his name is Howell. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. Mm-hmm. You're yes. a wizard, Harry. And <laughs> Howell saves her from these menacing men who are and uh, soldiers. yeah, soldiers. Sophie's kind of very mousy. She she doesn't stick up for herself. Um, so Howell kind of moves in, saves her, and because he saves her, this witch gets really jealous and gives her this curse that turns her into a very elderly woman. And then she instantly loves the fact that she's an elderly woman and uses it to gain confidence and boost while trying to uncurse herself from being elderly. But for some reason, she just thrives in it. Um, And she meets Howell and becomes his housekeeper and learns that, uh, you know, Howell's been trying to stop this war, but he's kind of a coward. He doesn't want to go face to face with the king and say, stop this war. He just kind of wants to blow up all their ships. Um, uh, meanwhile, Sophie figures out she's in love. Um, she befriends the, the scarecrow. Um, would you consider this, them, uh, her and the, the witch of the waste, um, running up the stairs? Would you consider that an action scene? Cause that's pretty much the only action scene in this movie is two elderly women trying to make it upstairs. <laughs> How fighting the other wizards yeah well those are quick scenes i mean this stair scene kind of i was like i cannot believe has it been like two minutes that we've been watching them just struggle up the stairs like i don't know whether to cringe for them i don't know if i should be laughing right now or just like what what yeah you always at one point you'd be like what is the message here in this scene what is he trying to convey here is it yeah it's just like yeah take a leave it'll help you Elderly, <laughs> elderly women should not be using stairs. Yeah, yeah. Elderly women should buy a one-story house. Note to self. <laughs> yes. Yeah, while carrying a chubby dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, funny. But it was just two minutes of... <laughs> so many sweat bubbles. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, you don't know about sweat bubbles. How about when the Witch of the Waste finally gets her nice, good stogie? I'm like, good lord, lady. Yeah, she's going to town on that when the sweat bubble was coming out of her. Yeah, I'm like, good night. Uh, right. And the cooking in this one, so beautiful. <laughs> when, at the beginning of the, or when she first gets in, she cooks on calcifer and she's like making them breakfast and stuff. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that scene so much. Or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. The, the charm of this movie is how mundane he makes the most extraordinary things. Like, the most of this movie takes place in this moving castle, um, but it's less of a castle and more of just like a a giant walking. It's a target. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's it's insane. And but he makes it mundane by like, oh, she's just scrubbing the floors, hanging up laundry, you know, cooking breakfast and feeding the eggshells to Calcifer and like. Um, he he really makes the extraordinary mundane, and it's it's beautiful to see how he he like flips that on its head. Mm-hmm. One one thing that like really just it just hit me really weird is Sophie mm-hmm. before she's transformed, she's talking to a shop owner, and uh, I don't know I forget what they're talking about, but this random guy says, "Hey, you know my office is open if you two want to talk." 
And then he just walks off the screen. And then it just skips to the next scene of them not talking in his office. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes me think, okay, you had to cast that person. You had to animate him. He had to say his line. And then it gets lost in the zeitgeist forever. Yeah, you're like, what was the point to that one paid day? (laughs) That's wonderful. Like, that was just like... So weird that like he would just include that and just have it go. I guess that's just to show that people <laughs> have and ideas. I al- and I already forgot about that. So, right. like, it's weird. Like, yeah, why? For all we know, that could be Sir Ian McKellen. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. One line. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's My thing funny. was like watching. I was like, wow. I was like thinking like Sophie whenever like the, the witch of the waste like takes away her youth in one fell swoop and then she becomes this like really elderly lady and then how well she handles it. I mean, she doesn't mm-hmm. get any like fiber of anger. She doesn't rage out. She doesn't like, you know, get on the war path and she just kind of is like, you know, calmly just accepts it and mm-hmm. takes it and stuff. Actually like says some positives about it and stuff like that. And I'm just like, my God, I'm like, mm-hmm. this lady, she must be really just taking some like serious medication. I mean, cause anybody in their right mind would be either like drinking some hard liquor or would be like raging out right now. And like being <laughs> like, you know, I'm going like, yeah, mess somebody up. <laughs> yeah. I was worried for her. I was like, you just lost like 80 years of your life. Yeah. And, and then she's didn't... like, yeah. On top of the world with my cane. Yeah. And... Yeah. How she, yeah. she's so like, she's like, okay, I'm elderly. Let's, <laughs> and, yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what yeah. are you smoking? <laughs> and she even says, "Oh, at least my clothes fit now." Yeah, right, right. And, <laughs> but I think that's that's why it's, it, it's super important that she does because I think, unfortunately, a lot of times in movies, um, especially in the West, it's like like female characters are only like allowed to be like main characters or like to, to lead the story if they're young, attractive, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like could you imagine like the Hunger Games if like <laughs> if you know if she was like eighty years old, it just wouldn't work, right? <laughs> um but like again, so it kinda like flips the switch like in this movie, right? Like she's she's eighty year old woman and she makes two young men fall in love with her, right? The prince falls in love with her. Howell falls in love with her, even though Howell can see her for who she really is. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's the idea of like who she is as a person, and like her, mm-hmm. her compassion is what makes people fall in love with her around her, and it makes the audience fall in love with her, right? Because her 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 compassion and her her willingness to see the best in in other people, right? Because like at the beginning of the movie, everyone's like, "Oh, you got to watch out for Howell. He like kidnaps girls. He like he's like this mm-hmm. bad guy and all this stuff." But he she she doesn't see him for that. She sees him as, um, she sees him as you know a a, a lost, confused boy. And um, same thing with Turnip Head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she initially is grumpy with him, and then she kind of saves him. And they uh, mm-hmm. and same thing with Calcifer. Like by by all intents and purposes, Calcifer is this great, all powerful demon person, and he bends his will to her. Um, mm-hmm. And when Howell comes down the stairs, 
and he sees that she's cooking or whatever, he, he he's in shock, right? Because he's like, oh, <laughs> nobody ever cooks on Calcifer but me. And yeah, so again, it's like this this strength in, in old age, right? And um, the beauty that isn't just skin deep, like it's her it's her character. Yeah, and that kind of goes around the theme that everyone has a curse. Um, mm. And like the curse is a symbol. Like Sophie's curse is that she doesn't think much of herself and she's got no confidence. Uh, but as an elderly woman, she she finds her own space and she <laughs> becomes assertive and she starts fighting and she falls in love. And every time she becomes assertive and confident, you know, she kind of breaks that elderly spell and she becomes the young Sophie again. But then when you embarrass her, she'll turn back. And so. Um, they don't really explain how she loses the curse at the end of the movie, but you're, you kind of put the pieces together that she finally found her true confidence by the end. Yeah, they weren't very forthright with that when I watched it like, the first time. I kind of had to watch it like a second time. And the second time, I kind of put the pieces together. It wasn't because I remember when I watched it the first time, I'm like, at one point did she like kind of, when was the seal kind of broken? And I was like, huzzah, you know what I mean? I've got rid of the curse. Yeah, I've got my youth back. Yeah, my mm. hair is staying white. But, you know, at least, you know, you, you said it's like, what do you call it? Like starlight or whatever. Mm. So, you know, it's 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 a beautiful shade of white, silverish. So, you know, you appreciate it. And that's good. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But, I mean, you know, at what point was the, uh, you know, did she get back some uh, years to her life? Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, I thought that that was symbolic it's also kind of symbolic in like the state that like Hal was in kind of when he changed mm-hmm. um to represent his like i guess anguish yeah. when he when he turned that like glob stuff when he got right. like mm-hmm submerged in that right well yeah like he he they they didn't want to present him as like this gi joe wizard they could solve problems he's just an angsty teenager right who's is like mom you moved my shampoo and then you know he starts summoning demons right <laughs> yeah right. yeah right and I, again like i think that's like that that that's the core of his character and that's the the character that Sophie sees, right? Like everyone mm-hmm. sees this grand and powerful wizard and she just sees like a a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she's willing to like even when he's in that state to help him like again, I think it speaks to that that compassion and um mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, this is yeah, this is definitely one of my this is my favorite Miyazaki movie. This yeah. is my my favorite my favorite Ghibli. Ghibli. Well, it's like how how it's like a teenage boy, and like as far as age that they're talking, like at the like whenever like we kind of roll credits, like how's like a teenage boy? Like, did we ever get kind of any kind of uh, indicator as far as like how how old Sophie is now at this point? Um, they're supposed to be around the same age. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I, I know. Noticed... Yeah. Was I that at the end that uh, when they're they're kind of living together in a floating, mm-hmm. moving castle, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of become this fellowship of the one moving castle. 
Right. And who knows what their adventure is going to be? Are they going to stop future wars from happening? Or are they going to teach young wizards? It seems like uh, two young people growing old together. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because they are around. I forgot that, that scene. Because then that's when the, the Witch of the Waste is sitting there reading the book. Because mm-hmm. uh, she actually, then she gets some years back to her life too in that scene. She, doesn't she look younger? They don't really cover much about her story other than she likes young men and uses magic to entice them. Because I thought like it would be immortal. Yeah. 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 Well, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, because I thought like in that scene, she looks like even her herself looks like she got some years back and stuff. She looked a little bit like younger. She didn't look in the same age whenever she looked at. You know how when they were like in a like on that when the prince got freed from the scarecrow, and uh, but I have to go back and look at it again to confirm what I'm thinking. Yeah. We have a strong uh, elderly female, you know, being the the protagonist. We have a dramatic, powerful wizard who has uh, confidence and cowardice issues. Um, you know, uh, Miyazaki flipped the themes on its head and, you know, he Mm. states in interviews that like one of the things he wanted to show is like, uh, an elderly woman saving the day. And he also wanted to let America know that, uh, he didn't like war because there was a big (laughs) war at the time. And they say that's probably why Wallace and Gromit maybe won that Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) That's why, um, but I also heard that this is Japan. This is one of their top three grossing movies. Yeah, this like, one made a lot of bank. Yeah. Like, uh, there's another Miyazaki movie that is is in the top three as well. And I can't think of what it is. Spirited Away. Spirited yeah. Away. Yes, yeah, Spirited Away. Yeah. Um, as these, those are, these are the movies that are making Japan rich, according <laughs> to stats. <laughs> that actually, actually Pokemon. Yeah. They didn't. Didn't your name top Spirited Away? I don't or, know. Or no, not your name. Or maybe it was like the Demon Slayer movie or something. Yeah, probably. Actually, yeah. You gotta. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you adjust for inflation, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's one but thing it, you had yeah, that. Uh, Go ahead. I was gonna say because yeah, the Demon Slayer movie made a lot of money, and at a time when like not a lot of people were going to movie theaters either, right? Because it came out right around like when COVID was starting to shutdowns were starting to end. The the way we're talking about this making me think that I'm missing like this amazing movie. I just started watching the series Demon Slayer, so I, I haven't seen the movie. It's so good, dude. The animation is it's. It's the, avatar. Two yeah. <laughs> it's the <laughs> avatar of anime. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen two episodes of it, but that spirited away. Like, actually, yeah, that's something pleasantly I learned when uh, Nicolas Cage actually did his Reddit, asked me anything. One of the people on there posted on there says, what would be like one movie that you would uh, watch at any point, at any time? Uh, and then, you know, for just, you know, your go-to film. And uh, he said, "Easily spirited away." <laughs> Interesting. Hey, that that would be me with uh, my neighbor Totoro. 
Oh yeah. I think because yeah. that's such a like uh, get cozy mm. in a blanket, just instantly make you happy. At least for me. It's raining mm-hmm. outside a little bit. Nice yeah. drizzle. A candle. You, know, you get some Darjeeling tea. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, those yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if like anybody has like who all has the HBO Max, but you know, looking at Spirited Away on there. Um, they actually have on um, the HBO Max on the Ghibli for like a 30 minute continuous thing on there where you can actually, um, it's like Ghibli um, scenery and sounds. And it's like a 30 minute track and you can kind of play it. And it's the visuals of some of the Ghibli films with the music playing to the, uh, to the, to the, uh, the visuals from his movies and stuff like that, their mm-hmm. movies and stuff like that. And um, it's quite nice if, uh, you ever have, uh, yeah. have HBO Max to watch? It's just like the landscapes, basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's good. So, um, my hot take mm-hmm. was that everyone talks about you know Christian Bale's performance, mm-hmm. and he does good. Mm-hmm. I think you know it's easy to pick up his voice from Howell, uh, but I think Billy Crystal killed it. Like hands down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, and speaking <laughs> of Hunger Games, Josh Hutchinson is in this too. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, he plays that Two. boy. Yeah, the oh. boy. Yeah, which, which one does he play? He plays um, Markle, the kid yeah. who can just turn on it's, a beard at any. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just follows yeah. around and it's kind of like his uh, her shadow, Sophie's shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate um, potatoes. Yeah, Billy, <laughs> yeah, Billy Crystal, iconic. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm, Good. I don't know. Like his voice is so, like so Billy Crystal that it didn't feel like an anime anymore. It right. Felt, it felt like a, a like a Western cartoon, and I'm like, okay, I've never heard such a iconic voice in an anime. Yeah, it's yeah, he played the role well. Yeah. He owned it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, how about how do you guys? How would you guys rank? Um, I don't know if you guys have seen a couple of uh, Ghibli films, but where would you rank Howells on your list? Um, it's probably like uh, um, I, I would put it under Spirited Away. I like Spirited Away more. So Spirited mm-hmm. Away is one. Howells two. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Madison? I so House Moving Castle is actually the very first uh, Ghibli movie that mm. I saw. Mm. Um, uh, because uh, one of my friends is just like diehard fan of this movie. She's probably seen it like twenty times in a row. Uh, <laughs> she was like, "You're watching it with me," and I was like, "Okay." Um, so, uh. She would probably be mad if I didn't say number one, but I, I, my neighbor Totoro's my favorite, and then yeah. probably Spirited Away, and then probably mm. this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, mm-hmm. I, again, I think this is like picking out your favorite children. I don't think that there's like a, <laughs> I don't think yeah. there's a right or a wrong answer. I think right. they're just yeah, all, they're all so different. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I think I'd put this on like the same tier as like Princess Mononoke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm yeah. so glad you brought that one up. I, love I that one. You, you never forget your first Ghibli. And <laughs> mine was in the late 90s with uh, Princess Mononoke. I went to the I went to the Artsy Fartsy Theater. Oh. Um because that's where you put the good anime. Yeah. Um and I got to I got to see like it was it was scary, it was violent, it had act, yeah. good actors and actresses in it. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of thought of Princess Mononoke was like, um, her, that was the Miyazaki's like foot in the door for getting movies like popular, like mm-hmm. the, you know, kind of like how um, Christopher Nolan had his Memento. Well, this was Miyazaki's uh, Memento. Yeah, you know, so I'll always remember that as like my first experience. So I always have to put Princess Mononoke first. Even though it's so violent, I can't get any, you know, you know, nice people to watch it with me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I think I haven't seen every Studio Ghibli movie, but I think yeah. all of the ones that we've mentioned would be like the top ones for me. Except I really love Kiki's Delivery Service. So good, yeah, too. Yeah. So I don't know where that one would fit on the list for me, but. It, it would definitely be up there too. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, for for me, Howls is just my favorite. I guess it's just the one that I resonate with most and I, I don't know, I just love all the themes. And then Mon Princess Mononoke is number two for me. And then uh, I I love uh Nausicaa of the Valley. Um I love the, the sci fi aspect to it. Um if, if you if you like uh The Last of Us, Nausicaa of the Valley did it first and they in my opinion, did it better. Uh, <laughs> it's about like this world that is being taken over by these spores, and they're slowly, it's slowly taking over land. And there's this one last pristine utopia b- village in the Valley of the Wind, and it's about uh, this little this girl um, who uh, kind of brings people into. Um, kind of brings people into this new golden age for humanity you know and it also has giant worms it did it before dune uh so before dune yeah yeah i think so i think nausicaa came out before dune and wasn't dune early 80s this came out before the 80s uh this nausicaa valley came out in 1984 so i don't know where dune came out um oh that's kind of close it came out before tremors okay we can say the tremors yeah, I was like, kind of close. It is kind of close. And, you know, I, I'm just saying, you know, if you like Western media, anime did it first. Um, I'll say it till the day I die. Akira did every action sci-fi thing that you love. They did it first. But anyways. Mm-hmm. That's no, actually, Akira, Akira was actually the very first anime mm-hmm. movie I've ever seen. It's so good. In my life. Yeah, so that good. was my very first. It's the best. It was on the sci-fi channel in the 90s. That's how I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah, saw the then, rated R parts though. No, can't do that. <laughs> um and then this might get a little controversial, but like I like my neighbor Totoro Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service. And if you guys want to cry, um I've only seen Grave of the Fireflies one time and it's like it's like Schindler's List. It's one of those ones where you have to watch it you have to watch it once and it'll change it'll wreck you physically and emotionally and uh it's yeah it's so good and then mm. castle in the sky and then uh I, I think a super underrated one is uh the wind rises it's just like a, yes. a nice 
a nice slice of life one. It's just about kids learning to trying to fly. It's it's wonderful. Oh wow, that one's so sweet. It's very good. Um, mm. Yeah, and uh, a quick aside: Grave of the Fireflies is about um, it's it's just it's the story of like what happened in Japan after the atomic bombs dropped in Nagasaki right. and Hiroshima. Is it- it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Is it like um have you seen um uh wait no. I'm thinking of hold on, go ahead. I've gotta remember what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Oh you're fine. Um but it's it's just it's heartbreaking. Um it's the story of like these uh this brother and his sister and it's just about um them trying to survive. Um and yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I always hear about that one and this other one, like The Godfather of Tokyo. Mm. That's always on a list, too. Yeah. Of, like, anime you have to see. Now check out Nausicaa of the Valley. Or check it out. Yeah, Nausicaa of the Valley, I, yeah, I can't speak highly, highly enough about it. Because that will be interesting to see how it contrasts with uh, The Last of Us. Because, you know, The Last of Us is using Who Funk plays George? Sorry, say it again? Uh, and not Nasca. <laughs> who plays the Joel character? Yeah, Nasca <laughs> the Valley. Yeah, who plays, uh, that would be who plays Joel? That would be Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, oh, he, wow. Uh, so he plays a character uh, named uh, Lord Yupa. He kind of is like a. Uh, he he does exactly what Joel does. He delivers letters and goods and packages between. Um, different settlements. He's kind of like the ultimate wasteland survivor guy, and he kind of takes, um, he kind of takes Nausicaa under his wing and like teaches her like how to survive in the wastelands and stuff like that. And Nausicaa, I guess, would be Ellie, <laughs> mm-hmm. except way less swearing. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it is it the same concept? Is it like is it uh is it Fungus is the main kind of like uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's like a so th- uh, there's like a in the past there's this thing called the Seven Days of Fire. It's like mm-hmm. this big apocalyptic event, and it destroyed civilization and it created this thing called the Toxic Jungle. It's like it's it's a big forest with mutated insects and stuff like that. And they they find that it's uh, so it the toxicity spreads through these spores. And the reason mm-hmm. that the, their village is spared is because it's nestled in this valley by the ocean and mm-hmm. the wind blows up through the valley and it blocks the spread of the, mm-hmm. uh, the spores into their valley. Gotcha. Because yeah, like, I know that's contrasting since we're, you know, in the pocket of the conversation under like the last of us, the actual, like the game versus the series in the game is like the spores. It's like how it spread and stuff like that. So it's interesting. Whereas actually the series is um, they get away from the spores and they get more into actual true science as far as how fungus actually works in a forest. And actually as far as like fiber tentacles that are interconnected. All right. All right. Take and three. Get, yeah. And you got to, uh, Whereas the actual the series, the uh, fungus is like the fibers, or it's like in the forest, same kind of concept as the fungus in the forest is actually communicating through fibers. So it's not actually the spores, 
especially these fibers are interlacing. And so if you're over here, let's say on the north side, and you rustle up and you disturb the fibers, they can kind of communicate over here on the south side and rouse up activity over here. And they can kind of know, oh, something's happening over here on the north side. And there's that kind of communication pattern that's happening. And so that is how, so actually the series got it right. And that's what I love about it is actually they're doing it actually how fungus actually communicates um, on a biological level. And they got away from more around from actually just like spores shooting out into the air. And um, so that's why I'm asking because, you know, we're in the conversation pocket talking about it, how this animated series is approaching it versus how the game approached it versus how the series is actually approaching it. And which one is kind of doing more kind of like the traditional, you know, how it is in a uh, biological forest. I know, hands down, I won't go into it, but I know, um, you know, Avatar, the movie with the blue people, I know it's not necessarily like well liked around most a lot of the discords, but I mean they kind of touched on that with like you know the uh, with the tree of life doing intercommunication in the forest, so they were kind of touching on that same kind of concept. So, but that's cool. Um, Madison, were you able to collect your train of thought? Yeah. So. Have you seen In This Corner of the World? I don't think so. Okay. Um, Because it it takes place... um, um, Like, right around uh, World War II. Mm -hmm. Um, And I watched it um, a few years ago. Uh, It's... It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore. Okay. Um, but that's what I thought of with seeing Grave of Fireflies because I remember in this corner of the world was about this character and then she's living her life and then um the like the the bombings happen and it's basically just trying she's like trying to survive um her and her family okay um it's pretty it's pretty rough mm. so yeah. uh yeah. but but yeah i like a good world war Two uh genre uh, i'll have to check it out that sounds really good yeah i remember it being really good yeah for for sure for sure. So that was a great explanation of our movie, and I'm glad we all agree in the genius behind it. <laughs> and I recommend, uh, I recommend it. It's another recommend. Yeah, high recommend. So far, yeah, so far, we have not reviewed a movie that we don't think you should see. I can't wait for that episode, though. Yeah, for sure. Morbius, I'm looking at you. It's uh, morbid time. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> We have our very first mailbag question, Ooh. and uh, man, this is a doozy. Uh, okay. This comes from a, our good friend, Presto. He's on the Discord. He was on an episode. Preston, he goes by Presto. Um, if you were forced to choose, would you rather make the world lose 15 years of video games? The newest games you see will be from 15 years ago, or lose 15 years of movies? Uh, wild can i can i just go first because i've been thinking about this go for it i 
I have been thinking that. Uh, so, you know, I've just been thinking that I would be okay with losing 15 years of video games just because of the strength of Valve with their uh, Half-Life and Half-Life 2 that would still, would still be safe. Um, all the first-person shooters that spawned out of it, um, all the platformers that kind of made the foundation of 3D platforming uh, are safe within the 15 years ago. I mean, I know I would probably be losing a few good survival horrors. I'm thinking Bioshock might be stuck in that 15 years. I'm going to lose that, but, you know, maybe a good Resident Evil. But I feel like there's enough meat on the retro bone where I could could have a good video game. A good chop. Yeah, a good video game collection within the 15 years. But like fifteen years of movies, like I, I don't know. I for some reason movies, I have to be on the cutting edge of those. Like I have to see the latest ones, and I'm not one of those people that said you know thinks movies were so good back in the day. You know today's movies are all rubbish, gosling, and you know I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. I, if I see a good movie, I, I just think, um. You know, I don't have to go back into ancient times to see movies and just stay there. I can go to Netflix's latest stuff. I can go to exclusives here, exclusives there. But for video games, I feel like I could just make a nest out of early 2000s, you know, late 2000s, and just be happy and just stay there. Well, I couldn't agree more. Or disagree. Disagree. Oh, disagree. Oh, oh. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing on this show because if all television and movies just disappeared from the world, it would be fine because video games. <laughs> because video games. <laughs> um yeah, so I like because for me like gaming is like more of my hobby and then like watching things is kind of secondary to me mm-hmm. but and but also i'm uh pretty much exclusively a nintendo gamer and i could not deal with like the wii onwards just being gone mm-hmm. like um breath of the wild um true and everything everything on the switch um, it's just been basically top tier of Nintendo. Mm. In my opinion. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, like, pretty much pretty much the best, if not very close to the best game of every franchise has on the Switch has been the best. So, but like 2008 I mean what I cuz that that would be 15 years ago um the first thing I think of with losing um movies and TV is like I think of animation like specifically like Pixar and sure. how it's just so different now like like it's night and day like it 
how much it's improved. So it'd be kind of hard to go back to that. It you like have to get all your animation from cutscenes from recent video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd. I'll just play a lot more RPGs instead of watching anime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So two opposing views. Who wants to take my side? Aston? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd probably say, like, if I had to choose between, like, um, you talk about, like, it, the question is, like, if, like, the 15 years would be, like, from, like, our current date today and 15 years mm -hmm. back. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, I'd probably say all my favorite movies that I hold dear and cherish are from like current date and back 15 years ago. So I'd probably say I would lose out on the uh, movies. And then I would say like, yeah, I would keep the, uh, keep the video games. Um, I watch video, I watch movies and video games in equal portions. Um, I mean, video games is not like the, the only thing I do with my, uh, as an outlet. I mean, I enjoy watching movies too. Um, you know, definitely. I mean, I enjoy doing this podcast for that that reason. Um, so, and when I play video games, I mean, I I don't play just Nintendo. I mean, I play PlayStation. Um, so, I mean, mm -hmm. I always played video games throughout my life. Um, doing Nintendo and PlayStation, I've never done Xbox. So, I mean, I don't know what you know Xbox. Uh, you know, I would miss anything from Xbox just because I mean I don't hate Xbox. I just I never played anything on there. Um, but I mean, I, I grew up with the original Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo. And so, I mean, I could, if I lost 15 years of video games. I mean, I would still be able to enjoy because I would still have the nostalgia of what I played on the Nintendo, what I played on the Super Nintendo, um, mm -hmm. I played on the GameCube. I mean, I'd still have those games I could play and I'd still have a lot of fun playing those. Um, Switch is great. Phenomenal. I mean, it's lightning in the bottle. Um, yeah, I'm not going to take that away from it. Um, from Nintendo, and so, um, so I definitely, I mean, I enjoy both forms of media. So, but mm -hmm. I mean, if I had to choose, I would say I probably like Jay's. I'm, I keep keep the video games, um, but that's just because you're making me choose between one or the other. Doesn't mean like, uh, um, you know, I would miss some of the movies that have came out in the past 15 years, but, um, but it doesn't mean also that uh you know one outlet I just love more about me than the other. I mean I, I definitely I'm not just a mm -hmm. a one trick pony per se. I mean I, I like uh, both of them equally. So but uh, like I say I'm, I'm gonna choose to to lose the movies. Hmm. What? You know, what's that? I'll finish your thought, Madison. We still have the first three seasons of The Office. <laughs> oh, amen. You know. So we're good. Sort of. You, you know what I think what what forces my answer is that I I am more likely to stream the newest movies for cheap than I am to play the newest video games without having to lay down sixty bucks. So I think about more quantity over quality. Mm. Um, yeah. Um for for me, I, I as with all of you guys, I think it's a it's a very complicated answer, but I think it's it's simply the fact that video games I think now finally got to the point where they're kind of respected as art, and to lose like the fifteen years of progress that it's taken video games to get to where they are now, 
um, I think would just be detrimental. Um, because at, at the end of the day, you have to remember that video games is a young art form, right? Like, it only got started, you know, 70s, 80s. And, you know, movies have been around for for forever, right? And And movies have already done that arc of, like, is it art? Is it not art? Is it low art? Is it high art? And, you know, you got your Citizen Kanes, you got your Dark Knights, you got all these movies. Um, and, like, setting movies back 15 years ago, like, what are you going to lose? Marvel movies? Who cares? Like, the, <laughs> like you're going to lose... John Wick movies. I, you know, we'll still have The Matrix. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's... Oh, you also you know, lose The Matrix sequel. So maybe there is a positive. <laughs> there is a, yeah. a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, the... Like movies, uh, movies can take the hit to me. Um, I don't. It doesn't lose its status. Like, you know, Lord of the Rings is still is still gonna be out. You know, it's Star Wars is. You know, we we lose the uh, the sequel trilogy. Thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, so you know, like I I don't know, and I'm I'm also that grumpy guy that's like movies should be ninety minutes long. Like, why is Avatar <laughs> three and a half hours? Like, bring it back to the nineties. Give me a tight ninety-minute movie. Um, yeah, and uh, but I, yeah, like I said earlier, I think video games have finally gotten to the point where they're kind of they're they've become more of a respected medium. And mm-hmm. I, I think I saw somewhere that um, it was on IGN, but. Uh, I think they the video game sales for uh uh The Last of Us have gone up exponentially. Oh, I want to find the the exact Oh yeah, we had someone go out, like in our in our one of our discords. He actually posted. He tried to go out and find The Last of Us the video game. He couldn't find it at GameStop, couldn't find it at Best Buy, he couldn't find it at Target. He couldn't find it anywhere around his town because it was like sold out and stuff and so and something I want to mention to with the thread you're talking about as far as the, the 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 arrival per se of video games, I think there's some to be said as far as um, the culture now has finally accepted video games as far as an outlet that is not just viewed for just as far as, oh, well, that's something kids play. Um, now, you know, as adults, you know, it is now more accepted mainstream was like, oh, okay, yeah, well, adults play video games, whereas it used to be like, you know, you would get the question like, aren't you a little bit too old to play this? Aren't you a little bit too old to play video games? You know, and now it's become that has kind of fall off by the wayside and more of like kind of what used to be back in the day as far as like, man, this is something that kind of nerds do that now it's not that anymore. Mm. And um, so now it's kind of like, Video games has now kind of got more of its clout, got more of its feet to itself, and it's got more of the respect that it's finally gotten as deserved. And um, and I mean, it used to on some level, it used to be when you played video games as you got a little bit older. Um, I won't say a cringe factor, but it used to be that you actually had to kind of like uh, you had to be kind of cautious when you told people how old you were and you played video games because you always kind of were a little bit reserved and worried about oh, what they they thinking that I play video games and you find out oh I play video games too you're like oh okay cool but you know that is kind of <laughs> over time has gone down on the wayside and now it's just like it's much more just kind of an accepted thing in culture now and it's like okay that's cool yeah I play video games too and you don't have that effect anymore and that's that's been nice to see that happen 
Mm-hmm. And um, the where it's like, you know, it's, I see people sometimes say, I've heard it before, like, you know, aren't you a little bit too old to play video games? And you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, aren't you a little bit too old to read books? You know, and so that kind of thing. <laughs> As which so, I say, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, I have another thought with hmm. this, too, that could go either way. Um, so in this scenario that we lose 15 years of either movies or video games, hmm. Basically, are we in 2023, but it's so basically, but it's like, okay, say it's movies. It's 2008 as far as movies that have come out. Is time like paused or are they just going to keep making things like normal from 2008? Because then do you think like with movies, for instance, that from now to the next 15 years, it would kind of just be a repeat of that, or do you think it would be different? If that makes sense. I imagined that Hollywood got like this huge like inspiration block in 2008, <laughs> and they just can't think of a script. <laughs> it's like total constipation of creativity. Or if you get the video game ones, that everyone loses the ability to code around 2008. I I would see it more like kind of like, yeah, it's like if you, the the technology is not lost, but you just lose the the library the past 15 years. I would see it more like that. Mm. If that makes sense, the way I worded it. Yeah. So do you think from now to... um... In this scenario from now to uh, what year is 15 years from now? I don't even want to know the answer to that. Yeah, that's okay. 2038? We'll go with that. We'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you think the stuff that would be created between now and then would be the same as what would have been made? Um, I, I don't know. I always subscribe to the theory that, um, the timeline that we're in right now is only the, is the direct result of the decisions that have been made in the past. So I think that, like, do I think that the Barbie movie would still be coming out in 2035? (laughs) Maybe, but I think it would be a little different. It would look a little different. Like, it wouldn't be Ryan Gosling, because, you know, Ryan Gosling would be, like, 60 years old by then. But, uh... And, you know, Margot Robbie, I'm sure, will still look beautiful. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I think it'll I think it'll be just different. Like, yeah, I, I think my thought on it is kind of like what uh, you guys are saying. I think a combination of the two. Like, I think it's stuff just regresses 15 years, and then it takes an extra 15 years to kind of catch up. And mm. so, yeah, like, I, yeah, I think it's a... That's a that's a good question, and that's why I think movies can take that hit because there's just so much his history to movies, and like movies that are coming out in 2008, like they're still good. Like No Country for Old Men came out in 2008, and that's like one of the you know that won an Academy Award. Uh, you know, you think about games that came out in 2008, it's like Bioshock. Um, you think I, I think there's a Metal Gear Solid that kind of came out around then. Um. But, you know, you're not getting games like Uncharted. You're not getting games like 
Elden Ring. You're not getting games like Breath of the Wild, like games that have really changed, you know, the, the trajectory of video games into an art form. Um, yeah, like it's we'd lose that, and um, that would be sad. Yeah, I mean, you would lose some. The the arts are connected, so in this scenario, you would lose some hits from both. You know, like you know, some games have been produced off of movies, and some movies have been produced off of games, and so because of that, I mean, invariably, you you know, you would have some loss on both sides, no matter who, you know, what side you decide to uh, to yeah. take, and that's that's the sad part about it. All of you are going philosophical and how it affects the world. Me, I merely just thought of myself on the GOG marketplace <laughs> that sells like late 90s computer games and just going to town on that and then going on Netflix and just binging whatever. <laughs> Probably none of you can relate to that, but that's okay. No, no. You see, I'll you, you a little insight about me, Mike. Definitely like. You joke about me doing the Turner Classic movies and stuff like that. I'll like watch old movies and stuff like that. But the likelihood of me playing like old games, like yeah, I know I said earlier, like I could play like NES games and SNES games and GameCube games and I could have fun. But the likelihood of me playing old games like that and stuff like that is slim to none. When it comes to my games, I like to stay current. Like once I beat a game and stuff like that, I'll typically move on, and like I, I'm like I, you know I won't go back and play like Double Dragon from like the 1980s or anything like that and stuff like that. But like I'll like you know I'll go back and I'll watch a movie from the 80s, you know, time and time again. And so it's I'm, so I'm kind of that's just how I am. I'm not gonna call myself peculiar because that's just what makes me me. But um so so that's why I'm like I like. You know, that's why I'll probably well, I'll lean more of my needle toward like I don't want to lose out on my games, but I'll like, take the hit on, on the movies. I like to imagine a world where we're still we're going to Blockbuster to rent movies, but then at <laughs> home we can just download whatever we want on our console. <laughs> yes, we all live in that world. That's called heaven. <laughs> you know, there there is a good point that you get rid of the movies because you can't like video games in 2008, they were made by geniuses, but they don't have the coding and the camera control and the AI that we have now. Right. And you can't say that about movies. You can't say they had bad codes in 1980. You can say they had old cameras, but right. even they could get around that. Um, you could say they had bad CG effects, but you can get around that too. But Maybe you can't get a, like you the can't Dark get Knight. around. But like the that, Dark Knight came out in like 2008, right? And that's mm -hmm. like that still held up. That CGI holds up. Uh, like absolutely, absolutely. But like in a video game, like you yeah. can't say, "Oh, I wish I could go back to Mario 64's camera controls." No, no one wants to say that. No, you know, really. Philosophical being like we at, we might face a future like in like fifteen years forward potentially where there are no more movie theaters because everything is now becoming on demand and people are waiting to just say oh I'll just wait it comes to my streaming service and I mean we already have it around my town where three movie theaters have closed down permanently and they're not reopening and um, 
And so I'm just wondering now if this is kind of becoming the wave of the future with all this on demand and streaming service where we just don't see it that much anymore, where you actually have like your, your go to the movie, eat popcorn and get your soda and watch a movie in the, you know, on the superplex anymore. Well, Not be because with arcades. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like there's a difference between online gaming and watching a movie with someone like over yeah, they... FaceTime, you know? Like, yeah. like there's something like, for instance, I'm going to go see the. I have to go see the Mario movie opening night. No questions. Mm-hmm. And there's pro at my local movie theater. There's probably going to be a whole bunch of other people that I don't know at all. And we're all just going to be in this theater super excited. And I think that's just a really cool thing that comes with going to a movie theater and watching something with a bunch of these people, even if you don't know them. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I agree. Like, I went like opening night and saw the uh, Top Gun, like Maverick, and um, it was just very. It was oh, it's such a great experience because like whenever they did that opening number of uh, the Top Gun anthem theme, and it opened up, and the whole theater started clapping and cheering. I mean, that was just like such a great experience to be involved in that moment and just be sharing that experience with all those people around me, and um, it just raised the hype factor for the movie mm-hmm. I was about to see. And it's a phenomenal movie. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I want that, that kind of environment to come, but I'm just saying I'm just saying you know, theaters are closing around me. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I, I don't want it to become, you know, tomorrow day. Yeah. You, know, you went in a totally different direction than I thought you were going to go, Madison. I thought you were going to, like, in video games, you can talk about people's moms while playing them. And in movies, you're not allowed to talk to anyone. Definitely can't insult them. And that's why video game online is better than movies online. Um, but, you know, I totally get what you're saying about the the magic of people coming together under one fandom, enjoying it together. Um, I can attest to that. Yeah, definitely. When you're in a movie theater around other people, the conversation should be so much less toxic because I am definitely, by doing online gaming, trust me, I have been in some toxic chats and stuff like that and where it's just like I have actually like, yeah, just like quietly like left the chat because I don't know these people and it's got so toxic and stuff. So, yeah, there's so I, much I more toxic. By online yeah. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. The stuff that these kids are saying and I am just like, yikes. Oh, I'm like the depravity of the stuff that is happening. I'm just like, this is just mind blowing. And the social chats that are happening on these online gaming stuff. It's just, it makes my head spin and stuff like that. And the way people just talk to you. Yeah. I mean, it's just like they insult you. And if you try and correct them in a polite fashion and with good, polite manners, they say that, you know, what are some lines like, you know, did, you know, I'm sorry, you know, does that make your butt hurt? Like, you know, like something's wrong with you because like you're not okay with them insulting you. So you need to go correct yourself and fix yourself because you need <laughs> to be okay with being insulted. And I'm just like, whoa. So, what world am I living in? Yeah. <laughs> I- oh, man. 
Uh, let me just say that uh, we are nearing the end of our time, and I would love to just stay on with you guys. But for the sake of brevity, <laughs> um, we need to hit the end. Thank you, Presto, for your question. We could yeah. probably have built a whole episode around it, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. And uh, yeah, Madison, finish your finish your thought. Yeah, please, please. Yeah, the guest, yeah. please finish. Okay, I had. Okay, well, I was just. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, well, with what uh, you were saying, Eston, um, like with playing online with people. Like, I don't like playing with random people, like, that are completely random. Because I feel like, especially with um, these kids, like, they, it's just, they don't, like, there's some sort of disconnect where it's like, we're not people anymore. Exactly. You and can't I, see us, so we, we are not people. And I don't totally get that, but that's why I... I really like just like trying to find like good like positive discords and then playing with people from there that I know. What a segue! We are part of <laughs> the <laughs> retrologic <laughs> discord. That is, a, that is a platinum trophy segue. She just <laughs> so wonderful. Give her yeah. a platinum trophy. <laughs> if only I could do this on my own show. <laughs> well, that's another great segue. What there we go. Are yeah, two platinum trophies, and I only have one platinum trophy in my PlayStation history. <laughs> what 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 podcast are you in, Madison? That we all need to listen to tonight. Uh, I one of the hosts of the Gamer Girl podcast. So, right. uh, all about different crazy Nintendo stuff. You have to be uh, a girl to listen to it. Everyone asks that. I'm literally. <laughs> you all think it's the funniest question. No. Yes, I'm just to gonna it. say yeah, yes. I listen to it. I'm not a girl. I'm oh, gonna. We're changing the flip. Yes. <laughs> uh, now Adam has to be a guest on it. What? <laughs> yes. I would be delighted. Yes. Um, <laughs> But no, I, yeah, that's that's awesome, and I mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for joining us, and um, I hope we didn't scare you away with our uh, creepy in-depth knowledge of anime movies. <laughs> uh, no yeah, anime watching. Yeah, thanks, Madison, for coming on, and also, I mean, further plug. I mean, when you go to check out the Game of Girls podcast, um, any art that you see up there and stuff like that, and on their Discord, any art that you see, um, Madison is actually the one that does the uh, does a lot of the art. So, um, great artist um, when you see stuff that she's doing. She's great. She's really a great artist. Thank you. I'm just learning this now, so now I'm going to go back and look at eight miles worth of chat and see if I can find <laughs> any of them. <laughs> I recently also started um, my own YouTube channel, just called Purple Riolu, uh, that I just do whatever I want. So, and we just recently learned, um, if correct me if I'm wrong, that it's not related to the Pokemon character. Or is it? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, I, I was trying to read that right, and I couldn't remember. Like, is is it captured from the Pokemon character, or is it not captured from the Pokemon character? Okay. I think. One of you said, like, 
some someone said something about oh someone that likes Riolu, and I'm like, yeah, if you mean the Pokemon, which I don't know what else you would mean, but yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what well, that's where it came from. Cool. Obviously, if you're a Pokemon fan, go to our Instagram Film Launch <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> You'll feel right at home, even though we don't mention a single thing about Pokemon. I know yeah. uh, Madison; she's probably our number one follower. Um, something yeah. weird, some weird algorithm put us there. But um, thank you for joining us, and we are ending Janime, and we're going into February. Who knows? It's the it's the season of love, so we might. Mia more, Mia more. When Harry met Sally. Yep, we might be reading all those. Seeing we all would those not movies. be talking about when Harry met Sally. We were talking about other movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, anywho's, thank you for joining us, Madison. You're always welcome on the show. And seriously, yeah, check out her Gamer Girl podcast. Nice. I'm sure it's a blast. You don't have to be a girl. And you don't no, have to be a girl. I, I listen to it, definitely. I'm not a girl. <laughs> Great show. And I've been Mike. I've been and Adam. I'm, and I'm Eston. Addison. Yay. All right. Have Yay. a great day and watch good movies. <laughs>